Hello and welcome to another episode of The Love Boat. This week's episode is a playoff episode that the Vikings aren't in, like just to be clear. But the playoffs did still happen. And there's a lot of NFC North stuff to talk about. Two teams played, two teams won from our division. And uh, yeah, so we're kind of getting the raw end of the stick here as Vikings fans. With me, Carter, Preet, how you doing, fellas? How we feeling without the, uh, at least Preet and I's team in the playoffs? Uh, I'm getting... I guess Carter's isn't either. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm, I'm that's, getting that's a wild there. thing to even imagine my team being in the playoffs. I mean, hey, your guys' former uh, scout team defensive end just led the uh, the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to victory in Baker Mayfield. That's crazy. I prefer to refer to him as a Rams legend rather than a Panthers defensive end. Thank you very much. Fair enough. Fair enough, brother. So we'll just scan through these playoff games since everyone is probably watching if you're a football fan or at least see the uh, the scores that stand out after the fact. I mean, there were some pretty major upsets or at least one, two, I guess. Um, so I don't know. Should we just run through these and kind of give our thoughts, any implications that have to do with the Vikings and any like storylines that went off or Go for have it. any thoughts before going? All right. Uh, let's just go in chronological order. Browns, Texans. I find this one a little bit interesting because the Texans trounce the Browns. And my biggest takeaway from this weekend is draft a rookie quarterback if you're the Vikings. Any thoughts on that? Well, that seems like the pretty obvious takeaway. My other takeaway is CJ Stroud will be a problem in the NFL for years to come. Luckily, he's uh, in the AFC. And whoever gets Bobby Slowick as their offensive or as their head coach has a great offensive mind leading their uh, their team. Uh, it was mainly just, you know, I've at some point we all figured Flacco's rope was going to cut short on this whole insanity run. Mm. But uh, in the way it did, it was kind of just heartbreaking. Also, big shout out. Laramie Tunsil put on one of the best pass blocking performances I've seen in modern memory. Just absolutely shutting down Miles Garrett for the course of that game. And it was pretty incredible to watch. Uh, I was I was pretty I was pretty uh, astonished and surprised by it. But again, credit to Kevin Stefanski and the Browns for even getting there with all the injuries they had. Uh, not an easy task to do given There's they that. might be the only team. Also, There's they were the that. they were the team that turned over the ball the most this season, right ahead of the Vikings. So they had a very similar season to us, and they made the playoffs, which is very very impressive. Yeah, people were saying, "Oh, you you got Dobbs, and then you know Mullins in turn, and you tried Hall when you could have had Flacco." Well, one. I don't know if Flacco was on the table then, or at least the Vikings weren't interested. I guess Flacco, Flacco reportedly was called apparently. teams, and I guess the Vikings didn't return that call. And looking back, probably didn't matter. It I'll was a. It's just a lower high. It's like a. It's a very similar thing to Mullins. Mullins actually had a better EPA per play and a lot better. Like advanced statistics, Mullins was better. It's very similar to Mullins, where it's like he was going to turn the ball over a lot and he was going to throw it deep. Two things that Mullins did. It didn't work for Mullins. It worked for Flacco for when it worked. And then when it, when it stopped working, you saw the results. Uh, Carter, did you expect CJ Stroud to be this good by the end of the season? Or is it completely I mean, out for surprise? There's like, no way anyone expected him to be this good. If you did, I, I don't know if I fully believe you, to be honest with you. You might be the um, most delusional Texans or Ohio State fan if you expect him to be this good. Yeah, I guess it's, expected it's awesome is the wrong to see. word, but could you even imagine this, you know, like at the beginning well, of the season? I think it's more so, you know, I thought CJ Stroud was going to be pretty good. I just didn't think it'd be at this level instantly. Because truthfully, like, I feel like how most people imagined the Texans, this would have been like, 
potentially close to the peak of their career with CJ Stroud, like when they build a team around his rookie contract, I don't think many people expected it, you know, that fast within the first year, you know, which is just, it is really cool to see. And it makes, it gives optimism to some other programs that if you can really just hit that well, like, you can really build and have instant success if you have the right people and coaching not staff even, surrounding that draft pick. It's not even just the first round picks. Look at Nico Collins; he's a fourth round pick, and, and he just turned it up too. He turned it up. Tank Dell. What, is this his third year? I think yeah. it's second year. Second, okay. Tank Dell, like a like a second or third third round pick, turned it up before he got injured. These are all guys who, like Blake Cashman has walked wandered around the Jets and a couple other organizations. Former University of Minnesota guy comes to the Texans and is playing very, very well, you know, and the defense, like other than like, other than Will Anderson, is there like a name on that defense? Like biggest Derek Stingley, other than those two, is there really any like standout names on that defense? I don't think so. It's just collectively as a unit, they're well coached. There's there's some good veterans. I'd say there's always those names that you kind of recognize like, Oh my gosh, that's Desmond King. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's no like standout stud star at the moment. It's a lot of proven guys, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. What I, I, mean, I think they're just it, a testament to coaching. They're coached. Yeah, well. I agree. There's like two things I like about it. One, the team that fought for Deshaun Watson lost by the team that released Deshaun Watson, even if they maybe didn't do it in the right way, but they did it eventually. Um, so that's that's nice. And the other thing is there are two good stories here. I mean, the Joe Flacco story was worth following. It was fun. It's and a, then you got CJ Stroud and a young team on the come up, and they're both in the AFC, so there's not many implications that like affect our team in the NFC. I just, so. Also, real quick, I want to say big shout out to GM Nick Casario and betting because they had two first round picks this year, the Houston Texans. They had theirs and they had the Browns, and they could have offered the Browns pick to the uh, Cardinals and be like, "Oh, we'll trade this to get up to three to get Will Anderson." They offered their own pick. They had faith that they would be a good team. And the Browns pick turns out to be more valuable than their pick. So they won in two separate occasions of that. Nice. Makes sense. That's cool. Um, let's move on to the Saturday night game. Dolphins Chiefs. I don't know if anything here happened. That Rushy Rice is very good. Is the only thing I'd say. I was right about him. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, he was. I was. I was pretty big on him during draft season. I had him mocked to the Vikings in the second round if we took a cornerback in the second or third round. So. That's the one thing I'd like to say is Rishi Rice is very good. Uh, if he can continue this level of production, they're going to be very, very dangerous. But I think the bigger takeaway is the Dolphins are in such a tough position with what to do with the whole two attack by Lois situation. Uh, only beating one plus 500 team this year does not have the arm strength. And it feels like coach head coach Mike McDaniels just doesn't trust him. Uh, that fourth and 16 play, they threw it like an eight yard slant route. They didn't, ex- they didn't expect that two was going to be able to even get the ball downfield that much. And even his, uh, his deep touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill was underthrown. Tyreek had to work back to the ball, rip well, it away defender and get in the end zone. He does have a weaker arm. It was cold as shit. So it's both in this game particularly. But yeah, I mean, Tua has games where Tyreek Hill just carries him to, I don't know, three touchdowns, 350, 400 yards. Yes, and they're also just front-running against teams that they're a lot better than. I think it's a good example of how if you have weapons, the quarterback, you don't need the perfect quarterback, right? I mean, yes and no. Maybe for a Super Bowl run, but they're a successful team. I mean, me and Carter have not been alive the last time the Dolphins won a playoff game. It was 2000, December 30th. Well, my point is 
I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl too, but they're having playoff seasons. No, I mean, yeah, they haven't. I mean, they haven't won a playoff game. I mean, yes, but at some point, Wait, you're talking about like 20 years of history. I'm talking about this year. I don't even think that this year was that impressive from them, if that makes any sense. They beat. I mean, it doesn't have team. to be. They made the playoffs. I think that's a good like. It depends if you're in the shoes of, you know, Pat Mahomes, where you should be making the playoffs every year, or something's wrong, or you've suffered a lot of injuries on your team, or something. With the level, Tua is still up and coming. Is he? That I think team is. The, I don't think it is. I think if you look at it, there there are a couple of players who are getting older. They did deal with a couple of injuries to Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips, but that team is not a young team by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, eventually, you want to see more from them. You want to see them capitalize within Tua's first five or six years and get a playoff run. I don't think that'll happen. So they have a they have a tough well, conundrum what to yeah, do. Yeah, I agree with you, but it only happens to one or two or three teams every decade of what a playoff run with a rookie or a young quarterback on a well, rookie no, contract or a I think it's actually contract. happening a lot more than it's, you it's think, happening a lot more the than prime, you think. that's Purdy, the prime time Burrow, to do that hurts Purdy, Has Purdy won a Super Bowl he, he made it to that and I'm talking about just even like winning one playoff game well Purdy, yeah Burrow, hurts love this year Stroud this year even more evidence that the Vikings should draft a guy whether it's in the first or trading up or maybe sit a guy behind Kirk, depending on what they decide to do with him. It's just having a quarterback on a rookie contract is so valuable. And it is one of the biggest, you know, biggest assets you can have. Absolutely. That's what they should be doing. I'm this weekend convinced me of it. It's what I wanted anyway. Now I'm sure of it. Um, Next game that happened was Sunday Packers Cowboys. I don't think I was shocked this happened. I am surprised I was... how bad the Cowboys were to that extent. And the score is a lot closer than that game was because the Cowboys started. That game know, was over like yeah. late third quarter. But I wasn't going to say I was shocked that it happened, but I was more shocked in the fashion of which it happened. The Packers just came out and flat out destroyed the Cowboys on the ground, through the air, on defense. They just looked the more prepared team. And if you're Dallas, you have to ask the question, do we need to clean house? And I hate to say it, but that game was a testament to Jordan Love. Like yes, how good he is Jordan or Love, or how good he can masterclass. I think Jordan Love is currently the best quarterback left in the NFC. Like out of all the teams in the playoffs, he's the best quarterback at the moment, and that is not something I would say. I did think he was pretty good, and I did have the Packers as my dark horse to win the NFC North. And I just think Jordan Love next year. If you can if you can get him like proven pass catchers, I know they have a bunch of young guys, but if you can get some like bona fide guy, that's gonna be a very deadly team for years to come. I mean, yeah, it doesn't even matter who you have. I mean, who was who was wide receivers this week? Uh Dobbs. Heath, Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs went for I think 160 yards or something like that. Christian Watson Reed. didn't really play that much. Jan Reed. Heath, I think. Uh, so I guess young guys with potential, but like no absolute studs. Nobody who's a first round pick. Yeah. So that there that's what I'm saying. Like it was all him because he didn't have a crazy amazing sporting cast. So that that kind of is a punch in the gut as a Vikings fan. But yeah, also LaFleur to incredibly me, schemed. Time to move on from Kirk in the next two seasons. LaFleur and schemed that game incredibly well. The Cowboys just still so lost on play actions. They, they didn't have are- one ounce of life the whole game. Oh yeah, they also. I, I'd argue that when they cut the game to like seventeen, but even then it was just like very fleeting. Uh, Matt Lafleur incredibly schemed the that. Uh, I was just gonna say they targeted and picked on Deron. Bl- for, sorry, 
first team all pro corner Duran Bland got picked on and targeted the entire game. And that was just wow. I mean, he was basically the uh he the was Diggs Trayvon of, Diggs of like four yeah, years. Yeah, the ago, Diggs effect where he just yeah. gets a bunch of picks. He gets a bunch of picks, but he gives up hella yardage. You play very risky coverage, and they took advantage of that. Are you scared of the Green Bay Packers for a decade if you're us, Carter? Yes. Yeah. I'm not masking I mean, Carter. I, I feel like they're just one of those teams that kind of has the infrastructure and the correct pieces in place to be good for a while when they land something like this. And you know, we, like, it's it's really talk. hard to see new dynasties rise like that. I'm talking. Um. <laughs> But hey, you're you're walking the line this week, buddy. Just I'm fucking the- raising. I'm gonna say I'm fucking raising my hand. What the fuck? I didn't say pre. Carter's in the middle of talking. I know. I'm raising my hand, waiting for like the turn. Well, my my main thing is it's just very hard to to do that for a team like I guess the Jags are an example to do something like that long term. It usually comes in streaks like that, but. I guess more so what scares me that this is happening to a team like the Packers that have internal stability and and have a history of winning built up as much as you don't want to say it. I, I'm i excited for the future of them. Uh, I know y'all aren't going to like me saying that, but I think they're a fun team to watch, and I think they're coached extremely well. And as stupid as this sounds, because the comparison isn't exactly one-to-one, but I'd say last year's Giants absolutely maximized their talent and played to the utmost of their ability, and I feel the exact same about the 2023 Packers, if they've taken this roster to the absolute they limit. They started getting kind of hot late, taken too, to. to what yeah. you're saying. Um, I'm excited I was going to say, we haven't even just touched on Zach Tom, who the right tackle is like a fourth-round pick a couple years ago to Wake Forest. Shut down Micah Parsons for a majority of that game. Micah Parsons, I think, won pressure that entire game. And the fact they're able to find even offensive linemen in the mid-rounds. Like, I know we're talking about young quarterbacks and hitting on quarterbacks early. These the Texans and Packers have also proved you need to hit on these mid round picks. And like, well, who's who's the last mid round pick the Vikings have really hit on? As I was, which is something I was thinking. I don't think we have recently a mid round pick. I mean, there was hope for a Caleb Evans, or is that an early pick for you? That's a that's a mid round. I think anything after the second is a mid rounder. But you, yeah, you have this I mean, what Makai Blackman played well this year. Yeah, but like I'm talking about like who, who's playing it like. A Pro Bowl almost level. I guess Eric Kendricks pops into my mind, but that was a while ago. That was, yeah, that was a while ago. I can't even think of the recent ones. And he was also yeah. probably early because he was a second round. I mean, you say that. It's pretty rare. But yeah, the fact that one happened that is that good, that's great for a team. And, and I mean, hey, you said like we're pissed that they're looking good. Honestly, I love rooting for teams that are fun to watch. If it wasn't for the terrible god-awful fans and the fact that those fans... I Preet's know. not going to agree with you. No, I was actually going to say it's a great thing for like, 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 I mean, obviously whenever the Packers win, it sucks. But if you look at it from just a pure, like analytical standpoint, it's a great thing. The Packers won because it makes the Vikings need to internally look at themselves and say, Hey, the Packers did this after losing their aging veteran quarterback. They brought in a guy who they just sat for a couple of years. They figured out the system around him. They, they coached him up and they made him work. You need to do something similar to that. Like, the outcome is great for the future if you take the right lessons and learn the right lessons and apply them correctly. Will the Vikings? That's a big if. I'm not sure. That's a big if. That's why I'm saying it's a big if. Preet, that's if great and all, but I would rather much have. I'd rather have my general manager and coach or whoever figure that out. Figure that out without having to watch a divisional opponent succeed. You know what I mean? They should know. Yeah, to I do mean. That. I, uh, I mean, obviously, saying, I, you, I mean, obviously, the Stroud thing was like a prime effect of it, but 
you like there was a thought that if Kirk Cousins comes back next year, you can win the NFC North just based on how weak it is. Watching Jordan Love progress, I don't think you. I mean, basically that. that year was this year, and then it. Yeah, no, no, that was this year. And they sucked. You can, yeah, yeah, okay, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I don't think you can do that anymore with how good Jordan Love has played in the second half of the year, and he picks up the momentum. That's no longer a viable option for you to just bring back Kirk and run it back. You've got to make a change somehow. And it might happen in two seasons. That's kind of what I've been going for. One season of Kirk, sit a guy. It's more of the Jordan Love, more of the Patrick Mahomes rather than the C.J. Stroud. I don't know if there's a rookie this year they could draft given their position and start game one. Well, that's where you have to trade up. Yeah, and, you know, I'd be happy if they traded up a few. I don't, there's no chance they're going up to one. I, I think no the earliest, front office does it. The earliest theoretical spot is three, and that's even pushing it. Like, the, the yeah. most realistic theoretical spot is probably five or four. Uh, guess what? Next game was the Lions beating the Rams. What a fun Sunday for Vikings fans. But... I will have to say, um, I think the Rams kind of lost that game. The Lions played really well, but the Rams just couldn't keep up, and I think that's just what was the nail in the coffin for them. I think the nail in the coffin was the red zone offense and not being able to convert those field goals right. and the touchdowns. The the Lions made it to the red zone three times, punched it all for touchdowns all three times. The Rams were there twice, I think, and had to settle for field goals both times. That's unacceptable in the playoffs. Also, the officials kind of got away with murder on certain play on certain calls. The Puka Nakua third and seventeen where he gets yeah. out was pretty rough. Got Stafford got multiple late shots. Uh the Lions are a very dirty team in general, if you watch. Kirby Joseph again obliterated someone's ACL, which you know it's bad America's because team. that happened almost Fuck back off. to back weeks. America's team. Yeah. You just don't want to hear it. They're not America's team. Who who's the majority of the U.S. rooting for in the playoffs? They're not rooting for the Lions. I yes, don't they think, are. They're probably rooting Fran. for the uh, Chiefs. I think, to be honest. I think it's either San Fran. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, we can't we can't count that. Oh no, okay. no, 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 no! America's team. They're American citizens. What about Bills, bro? People want that to. Happen. We know why they're rooting for the Chiefs. Oh, are you are you insinuating there's another faction causing the Chiefs to have a massive popularity boost, Carter? I would never do that, but I'd say amongst Carter, people are you saying who are do not have a team in the NFL playoffs, are you saying they're not swiftly, associated with that one individual? I are you would saying assume. you're swiftly becoming anti-Chiefs and anti-Travis Kelsey? Because no, of no, I don't even mind. The, I don't even mind the Chiefs. I think they're fun. Um, mm-hmm. I just think Carter, that the Lions Carter trying are trying not to get canceled fun. online. No, I don't care about the Chiefs. They're cool. Yeah, we'll just see what happens with them. But Carter we're talking Lions, sweating Rams, and I was kind of hoping the Lions lose this one just because their fans are getting a little too cocky for themselves. But watching them, watching their fans cry after a playoff win is kind of hilarious. I it mean, is... the same thing would happen to us if we finally got past like the divisional round or something. No, no, they're champions. I've seen in my life. I've seen three NFC championships. I would not be crying over getting past the divisional round. I wouldn't be, but a Super Bowl maybe. A divisional oh, absolutely. Round. A divisional round now. Yeah, so I don't know. The Lions looked like they were just rolling on offense, and I think that's the biggest factor, whether or not they're going to get shut down. They're playing a really tough team next week, so... Or no, where are they playing? They're, play- they- they're playing the, uh, they're playing the, uh, the Buccaneers. Oh, they are playing the Bucs. Uh-oh. They have probably the easiest matchup. I was thinking they were playing the uh, 49ers, but that's the Packers, so... Uh, pack. Which... Um, don't have a great record in the playoffs against NFC West, so hopefully, hopefully that goes our way. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm 
excited to watch the game. I kind of like that Baker Mayfield. Well, I love that they beat the Eagles for one, but it's fun watching him play. Cool story. Uh, we'll get that on my then. team caused, but you know. Cool Actually, story. I guess you could argue the Browns caused it more than the Panthers. Yeah. But... No, 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 no. You guys, you guys are owed a good you guys are owed a good chunk of that story. You know, I I'll take some of the blame, but not all of it. We would never be in that position in the first place if Stefanski didn't you guys, think he could guys, win with him. You guys are like twenty five percent of the blame. Yeah, I... It, it's more. It's way more funny for the Browns considering their quarterback situation at the moment, given that they're actually having success. Yeah, fair enough. It's it's less tragic because they never made him line up a defensive end on a scout team. It's more of like just a meme for us. I think I kind of love it. I will. Oh, have... it's so funny. Close to nothing to say on the Steelers Bills game other than Stefan Diggs drinking water on the sideline of the Steelers. I have nothing to say. That was a boring game. It was a boring Josh game. Josh Allen had a crazy Josh run. Allen had that run. Yeah. That, that was okay. That, that's the one thing. Like that slide, that fake slide thing is so that's a you gotta get that sorted out. I don't think he really fake slid. I just think everyone was expecting him to slide. It, it, and it that's tough in the NFL. Slide. Especially in the snow and all that, and you don't want to draw the 15-yard penalty. It looked kind of like a fake slide. It was rough. I I didn't really – I think that was more so him like, oh, shoot, I'm about to get hit. And then the dude was like, oh, shoot, he's about to slide. And then nothing kind of happened. This is more so how I – like when Kenny Pickett slid in the uh, ACC championship game, that was like very clearly like a fake slide. Like he went into the motion, then went out of it. This one just was more so kind of just like, oh, shoot. I don't want to draw a penalty and oh shoot, I'm about to get hit. It's really funny that Kenny Pickett was on the other sideline too. That I, you know, I didn't even think about that. He got to witness that on the other side. Everything's cyclical, you know. History is just a flat circle, brother. It's true. Beautifully said. Which is why the Vikings will never win a Super Bowl. Thanks. Um, Eagles lost the Buccaneers. <laughs> That's funny. That Eagles is pretty funny. Double digit points. It Nick Sirianni is a huge fraud. I wish he didn't have a Super Bowl on his record. He's gone after this year, I think. I think well, he don't worry. He, he doesn't have a Super Bowl on his record. He has a Super Bowl appearance on his record. He has a Super Bowl appearance where he's most noted for uh for complaining point. about Thank a, you very, for me. a very clear holding penalty and uh, crying during the National Anthem. My guy I, I, is gone, and I couldn't be happier about it. I do think it's absolutely fun. crazy that some people were like, oh, the Eagles should have replaced him with Shane Steichen last year. I don't think... People are even realizing the narratives that were in place last year. Last Nick year, people was being praised. Oh yeah, last people, your Eagles fans thought Shane Steichen was a moron. Oh was, yeah, and, and, was, and not to toot our own horn, but me and Pre, uh, we were talking about this right after the Vikings played the Eagles. Is that the Eagles' offense is currently based on the idea of what a fan thinks the Eagles' offense is, and it's kind of missing. It, it's more so than a concept. Yeah, when and you I, said that, it phrase, it's an idea. It's an idea of that it's offense, like a, not an actual structure of it. And, and that so that's, was like, and I think we saw that more so throughout the years. I think the first crack showed in the Patriots game early in the year and in the Vikings game, especially. Oh, my Lord. Uh, that offense is kind of like if you showed a toddler the Mona Lisa for like five seconds and expected him to draw it from memory. Yeah, like an announce whoever was commentating the game, uh, I can't Buck remember. Okay. Yeah, they they said it was a it was a very similar thing. Like they're running the same plays. It's ID oh, no, no, no. functionally it's, it's just, it, okay, Herbstreet. Herb Street. It's functionally it's very similar, but it doesn't like, have the same artist behind it. And that's the main thing. They ripped that right from you, bro. 
I, I, hey, we can go back and look they at the heard receipts. Episode we, two or three of the Love Boat. They heard you say that. We were predict. We predicted this a while ago. That I think we said they you won't. Said I, I don't remember exactly what we did say. Yeah, you said but no in terms in terms of a playoff projection. I think we said there's no way they win the Super Bowl or get to that level again because their offense is going to hold them back. Now I will Granted, say I do think there were more. There were more team type implosions and glue type of stuff that happened that you can't really predict but uh you know it's sad to see honestly like i don't really have like oh, sympathy loved, or anything but I it's it. It, it's sad to see that happen to a team of Jack. and they got you know? they got trounced by probably the worst team in the playoffs right now well i mean th- hey david moore David Moore, man. Panthers David legend. Moore, Baker Trey Mayfield, Palmer. Panthers legend. Hey, Trey Palmer woke up feeling dangerous, man. Yeah, that's a that that could be your super that could be my super group. That we 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 can talk about that one later. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I um, think one ahead. of the craziest coincidences in sports, I have to have to add. Yeah. Um, but again, it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do. There's thought there's thought that Sirianni might be even gone. I think he's gone. This year, not next year. This year. That's what I'm saying. I think he's gone. I that might be tough. It it might be hard to justify firing him. He doesn't call offense or defense, which is kind of a little bit easier. But I think if Sirianni goes, you have to have someone like Belichick or Harbaugh or Vrabel, who's a guaranteed. uh, There's a lot of options right now, though. Yes, yes, a guaranteed upgrade lined in right away. Carter, what are you going to say? In my opinion, though, I think. I think Sirianni is part of the issue. I think he's a scapegoat for the issue. I don't think these things go away. I literally think it's more so an issue. Well, you get rid of the, the offensive team. coordinator too. Yes, but I also think well, the there's literally issues between there's issues between players now. Yeah, like, AJ Brown. This, if I'm the GM, you know, as good of a job as he's done, I think this is the implosion point that he that he had it just happened a lot sooner with this era of the Eagles than it did with the Carson Wentz Eagles right after the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think if you want to be successful, you kind of build it on up again. And they love Howie there. He he is one of the few people that's actually he's been able to do that. So he ideally may have a few free reigns to do this for another two years and have people just know that this is how Howie Roseman builds team and that's the right way to do it. So I feel like you have a free pass on that now. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did. However, I do think the problems are much deeper than Nick Sirianni on the team. If there was any GM I trust to rebuild a team on the fly and reconstruct it, it's Howie Roseman. I mean, he's already yeah, and done somehow it Flet- Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham will still be a part of the team. No, I think they're gone. I think Kelsey. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just making, I'm making a joke. But, oh yeah, you know. I know, I know. I was just gonna say that that uh, that first nucleus. Preach in analytical mode. That first uh, yeah. wave of players is just completely In my bad. opinion, the Eagles are probably the most interesting team to talk about in football because if you haven't watched them, there's no way you've realized because you've just looked at the 10 and one record. And they're like, oh, they're falling apart. AJ Brown's taking them to an escape room. <laughs> um, but in my mind, if you really kind of like the off the field type of stuff and team building stuff, they're so fun to watch. And it's very interesting. And I'm ex- not excited, but I'm very curious to see how they handle this because you know, like before with the Carson Wentz Carter? stuff, I don't know. Well, before with the Carson Wentz stuff, it wasn't really a culture issue. It was a our guy's knee imploded. Now he can't play correctly. Yeah, shoot. and then they they tanked intentionally at the end of the year by putting in Nate Sudfield. Not a lot and of people yeah, remember they got, that. They got Smitty. One of the few instances of actually tanking in the NFL that and they fired can, Doug Peterson for that. Weirdly enough, yeah. I think oh. if you can, if you can get a guy like Vrabel or Belichick or uh, even you know. One of those proven guys who are tier above Sirianni, I would do it. To be honest, that's that's the only situation. I, I could see Vrabel. 
I don't know if I, I can see Belichick. Well. Belichick apparently has a great relationship with the Eagles owners. Wonderful. Um, I, I say we just do this. Are there any like? Is there one game you're excited this weekend? And um, Carter, you can introduce Super Gremlin too after yeah. we do that. I mean, I'm excited to see the Ravens play. I want to see I'm Lamar excited. win a playoff game. I'm excited to see Shanahan versus Lafleur in offensive a battle with the Packers and uh, Niners. Grand, I think the Niners will curb stomp them, but I hope so. I'm very excited to see the schemes and formations and more of the more of the X's and O's on offense and how they have to counter that. I think that will be very fun. Also, Stroud versus Lamar will be electric, and Allen versus Mahomes is always fun. Yeah. I think I'm excited for every matchup, ultimately, but I think the thing that I'm most interested to see is I'm really excited to see how these first these first round teams, uh, first-round bye teams actually perform because they're kind of playing some teams that looked pretty hot, all things considered. Yes. So they're not I'm easy excited. And, and what is it? The Packers were the first seventh seed to actually win. Win a yep. game. Yep. And so that's so intriguing to me because we're seeing things like that's this for the like first time. Eight, like, though, right? Can I yeah, but, add an, another layer to that real quick? Go ahead. Keep it quick. I'm excited to see how the Lions, because the city of Detroit had a massive celebration after winning their first playoff game since 1992. That's well and good. You you met your expectations. Now, how do you bounce from that? How do you? Because we saw uh, the. Uh, do you do you get caught sleeping against the exactly. team that people are viewing? As I mean, weak and even though they just beat the Eagles, who I'd still say are a good team. I was just gonna like, say people yeah. aren't gonna give them the full respect they deserve. Versus, oh, the Eagles are a train wreck. Yeah. The Lions can catch, or excuse me, the Bucks catch you sleeping there. No, they're dangerous, man. And I mean, it, was, it feels very similar to when the Vikings won the Minneapolis Miracle, the emotional high around it. You're going to a team who's weakened, who's not playing as good in the Eagles, and they just catch you off guard and you get stomped. I think what happens is the Lions played like this all year. Like, they didn't look like the most threatening opponent, but they play slightly above the level of their opponent. I think it's just a gritty game, kind of like against the Rams. It's, I think, I think the, it's going to look the same. The reason that me and Preet are bringing that up, though, is just more so, I agree with you. I, I do think they'll still ultimately win, but what mindset are you in after that? No, I, yeah, that's a good point. But Ideally, like... If this is there's no if this is a player's mindset that's really sad but I know a lot of fans like yeah dude they, Jared they'll Goff celebrate was, that as much as a Super Bowl dude Jared like, how Goff much does that affect that the win. mindset yeah and, you know I think no you should it's because he beat it. the Rams I think no no it's because he beat the Rams but still that you can't be thinking about the Rams on two you have Dan like, Campbell if I think you look at it this was their poetic end to the season and it's still great like I I still think they're gonna beat the Bucks. But how does that affect your mindset going into that game? And that I think we're going to see a lot. really isn't over. They're in unprecedented territory uncharted for the waters. city and coach. So yeah, they're in uncharted waters. But we're going to see a lot on that first drive because now even Ben Johnson is getting you know, hey, he's going, he's flying out for head coaching interviews. He went to Seattle today for his head coaching interview. You're seeing that. How do you respond now with with all the success? Because you've been the underdog for the entire season. You have that underdog narrative. Oh, Detroit versus everybody. Michigan versus everybody. How do you respond now that you guys are the favorites? Yeah, maybe yeah. we have given the state of Michigan a little bit too much this year. I mean, they got a national championship. Like, Thank are you, we Connor really going to – Yeah, shout out to Connor Stallions um, and the handoff merchant, J.J. McCarthy, to feed into JJ, the you mean future JJ XFL star. J.J. McCarthy. No, I think his name's JJ McCarthy. But uh, I can't wait for him to uh, meditate in the NFL just for show for the cameras. God, what a douche! Yeah, Dang. I wouldn't okay. say I've written off the Packers, but I have a closer eye on the Lions as an NFC North team fan. I think Packers 49ers would be a good game. 
I don't think the I don't think the 49ers are going to demolish them. I do think no. they're going to win. That first okay. round buy is so nice. Yeah. And I think the Packers, I think the peak of them is what we're going to see this season is what we saw last week. I mean, hey, they lost Aaron Rodgers. Now they might actually have a chance to beat the 49ers in a playoff game. Hey, it'd be it'd be funny to see. And funniest thing is too is Jordan Love is still from California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, the 49ers also drafted a quarterback before him that class too. So history repeats itself. But speaking of history repeating itself, this is now our time for Super Gremlin. Super Gremlin of the week is our segment where we get to talk about anything and mostly nothing related to anything that we just talked about. Coined by Antonio Brown when he stormed out of MetLife Stadium to end his NFL career. And my Super Gremlin of the week is actually, let me take a pause real quick. I'm going to have Matt go ahead and go because my Super Gremlin kind of plays off what Matt's is. Interesting. I don't even know what Carter's is. But a notorious uh, friend of the show, RG3, is my Super Gremlin. He's roasted Carter before. Carter's on his TikTok actually for a brief. Carter's moment. been roasted because of RG three before. Uh, RG three is actually go back. probably my number one off. We know some of the lore, but uh, what I'm finding entertaining this week, and you know, I like RG three. I think he's a pretty good personality that the NFL is using um, sparingly. Actually, he's mostly in college, I guess. But he uh, he's actually having a back and forth with his former coach Jay Gruden on Twitter. This happened last night. Um, as of recording and basically Jake Rudin was just roasting what Philly is putting Jalen Hurts through and RG3 kind of pops in and says you have no right to say basically they're mistreating a quarterback after what, how you dealt with me that was the basically what he said in his you know usage of memes Jay Gruden actually claps back to RG3 saying you weren't prepared Robert just comes out and attacks him <laughs> Some kind of coach he is. Use I mean, the government as well. I mean, I don't really respect Jay Gruden, to be all honest. But yeah, no, this is, to me, peak content. I love RG3. I love that Jay Gruden somehow found a phone to go on Twitter with. Like, why is he using Twitter and why is he replying to RG3? But nonetheless, I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I guess somehow Carter's going to bounce off of this. So hopefully it gets even better. Well, this is a continuation of Matt's story. So I'm going to kind of have two super gremlins here because I didn't realize exactly how closely it related. But not only did RG3 clap back at Gruden on Twitter, he clapped back and made a TikTok about it. He had a picture of Jalen Hurts, uh, and it was like, I wouldn't wish what any this upon any quarterback what Jalen Hurts is going through. And then it was just like an, an NFL slideshow on TikTok. And then it just flashed to pictures of him standing with Jay Gruden and the whole offensive staff. And it just went through different pictures of all the coaches that was with were with him in his time in Washington, which to me is even funnier to transmit that beef onto TikTok and make it in a video form. Like RG3 is clearly a marketing guy who's well, who's very interested in his the brand, other thing which is, is just hilarious. RG3 is not going to get clout off talking shit to Jay Gruden. Jay Cruden has zero internet clout. So this is just RG3 being spiteful, which I love even more. I, I think it's Jay hilarious. Gruden existed until he tweeted that out, to be honest. Oh, yeah. And RG3's kind of made his presence known in the same light as Cam with all the media stuff. And I think he's done a decent job. I know he's had some haters along the way and, you know, made some enemies. Uh, I like but, him because uh, he kind of owns up to his bad takes. Oh, yeah. Well, and I guess my next super gremlin is really funny. And this would seem like something RG3 would... Uh, 
talk about too is the wide receiver for the Bucks, Palmer. Uh, what's his first name? Is Jesse Palmer? No. Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer. That's correct. Jesse Palmer is a different dude. Um, Trey Palmer tweets out every morning. I woke up pissed off, and every <laughs> single time he's done that, he scored a touchdown, and it dates back to his time in college too. I mean, that's that's unheard of. Like, I'm sure there's games that he hasn't tweeted that out that he scored a touchdown, but to have that much <laughs> mental power to just wake up on the wrong side of the bed and will yourself to a touchdown. And, like, his touchdown wasn't an easy touchdown either. That's crazy. I'm looking at, like... Well, I guess it, it was an easier touchdown, it. but given the circumstances, it, you know, man, like, that's just insane to me. And you can I I haven't That's gone back to look myself. Behavior. That that is like textbook super gr- I think truthfully I don't know what Preet's going to bring to the table. But this that was been... mine. That that was mine. Oh, uh, was it really? Yeah, that's why I raised my hands. Like, what the hell, man? Oh, I thought you, you said just... something else in the pre-show. no. I said I said I'm audibling it to Trey Palmer. Oh, well, I didn't hear that. In fairness, I fair, brought I it up in the say. pre-show, and then everyone was like, "That'd be a great super gremlin." So I just decided to go with it. I do have a second one, which is a uh, Jordan Love for uh, the I last. You had another different one. Ah, that one wasn't good enough. It was Jordan Love for the last uh, the last snap of the uh, last snap of the season. Of Here the... we go. Here we go. And just trolling Dak perfectly, which is y'all. Great. I I, I want to just add to that quickly. I have never been more like upset listening to a football game than that awful "Here we go" every time. The first, Here we I, go. I thought it was cool. But, oh, my gosh, I, I put the TV on mute at one point when the game got out of hand because I couldn't handle seeing Dak throw these interceptions and go, here we go. I mean, the memes that are going to spawn from that, too. Like, um, and they already yeah. have. Here we go clear. to Cancun. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> you you watching that game is like me anytime Jonathan Vilma's on a broadcast. Just mute the fucking TV and walk away. It, it's it's awful, man. It, it, it that, that was, you know, I know a lot of people love to talk about brain rot. And just like the memes that can cause it, oh my gosh, that felt like brain rot to me. I felt like I was scrolling on TikTok while watching the game, just hearing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, not fun. But I'd be, okay. You were going to do Rudy Gobert, but yeah, whatever. Or not even Rudy Gobert. Uh, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna Westbrook. do Rudy Gobert for or Russell Westbrook, but I was like, ah, we're a football podcast. Let's talk about Jordan Love more. Um, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll probably keep doing some playoff episodes, NFL wide stuff since it is the NFL playoffs and we'll try to draw some stuff that relates to the Vikings throughout the next few weeks. But, uh, with that, thanks for listening and Preet, why don't you hit him with your signature line that everyone loves? Well, you guys have just completed your voyage on the love boat. I swear to God, we're going to have to workshop that. Uh, you've been saying that for two years. We're not workshopping it. <laughs>